I got myself in this predicament. Dig it, you can get it in Genesis. How I sinned against the infinite, kicking it in my wickedness. And now my wicked heart is full of blemishes. In the thick of it, I thought I was sick of it. Look, so my heart was set on fixing it. But I didn't realize that I didn't know how to get rid of it. My soul was dirty from sin, and it needed purging and cleansing. So I turned to religion. That's what I need. I'll live better Welcome back to another episode of the God Reigns Sportscast. This is your host, Cody. Um, I know that I've been away for a while. I haven't put out a new episode since the pass interference rule change, I think, is the last episode I did. Uh, but I've been busy. I've been busy, man. I've been busy. <clears throat> since then, um, let's see. Let me let me take you through a little bit here of what I do. And you're going to hear noises. You're going to hear uh, kids screaming tonight and probably pitter-patter down the hallway. Um, stuff like that, just because they're all still awake. And I have seven children, so it's going to be loud in here. Since the last episode, let me tell you some of the things I've been doing. I started a new business uh, called Cody's Window Washing. In fact, let me take this opportunity to tell you that the God Rain Sportscast is brought to you by Cody's Window Washing for all your window washing needs. If you want the sparkling, freaking cleanest windows in town... Call Cody's Window Washing. That's not our slogan, but uh, I don't have a slogan. But I started a new business washing windows. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I have seven kids. I took over uh, my mail route, which has been a little bit hectic. Um, and I've had a lot of other things going on. So I just haven't had time to get in here and record something. You all understand. I'm sure you're all busy fellas as well. Let me say this too, uh, to clarify something before we start. We talk about all sports on this show, except women's sports and NASCAR. I don't consider either one. No, I'm just kidding. I don't consider NASCAR a true sport. Uh, women's sports are boring. I was going to post a video of Tennessee and pff, I don't even remember Vanderbilt or somebody like that playing these women's uh, basketball game and they just kept missing shot after shot after shot. It looked like, uh, like a, a bunch of second graders trying to play. It was embarrassing. I almost posted that in the Facebook group, but I didn't because I remembered, you know what? We don't talk about women's sports. So, uh, I moved on. I know I just talked about women's sports. I get it. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> since then, since the last episode, there's been so many things that have happened. So many things in the sports world that have that has happened since then. Uh, baseball is well underway. Um, the Rockies have been terrible so far. They've won three in a row. They're starting to make comebacks, and Arenado has hit three home runs in three games. And once he's been doing that, they've been playing better. So it's been fun a little bit to see them start uh, winning because they need to. They're highly, highly talented, way too talented to not win games. Uh, Chris Davis was 0 for 59, I think, before he got his first hit. That's embarrassing, um, but it's also sad. Uh, Chris Davis is a Christian man. Uh, from everything I, I've seen, he seems like a like a good dude. So uh, it was sad to see him do that, but it was also kind of funny when you think about it. 0 for 59, a professional baseball player. One time my son hit uh, 1,000% on a baseball season through the rec district, and uh, 
so he was just a little kid then too. So, you know, I, it, it seems almost impossible, almost like you could throw your bat out there and, and hit the ball. But when you're in a slump, you're in a slump. Uh, so we have that happen. The NHL playoffs have started. Uh, Tampa Bay got swept. They're gone. And I'm happy for that. I'm happy to see the lightning out. Um, the avalanche are taking it to the flames. Uh, six to two last game. We got a game coming up here in about 45 minutes of the avalanche and the flames, which will be fun to watch, hopefully. And Lord willing, the avalanche will take it to him again. So, uh, that has happened. The NBA playoffs, um, which we're going to get into a little bit tonight because, um, something that that cornhole Nick Wright said on Twitter, and it is eating me up. So we are going to, uh, get into that a little bit, but first, but first, let me tell you about the green new deal. No, 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 not Andrea, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, uh, stupid green new deal. This, what we're talking about is Russell Wilson's green new deal. Russell Wilson, four years, 140 million dollars makes him the highest paid quarterback per year now here's the question is he worth it is russell wilson worth four years 140 million dollars when you look up lists of the top quarterbacks in the nfl they have him around five or six um as as that uh you know i I'm not a believer in Russell Wilson. I'm I'm really not. I know he's won a Super Bowl. I know he puts up decent numbers. Uh I don't think he's worth $140 million. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh I've never been wrong before, but this could be the first time. So uh Russell Wilson, $140 million. And you guys get the reference to a green new deal, right? Because money's green, it's his new deal. I know it's a bad joke, but anyways, what do you think about that? Is Russell Wilson worth it? Seattle is a franchise that is uh, going down the toilet quick. So I don't know that I, I mean, maybe you invest that money. Everybody there loves him. It was no secret that he wanted out of Seattle. Uh, There was rumors that he was trying to go to New York, uh, to the Giants, not the Jets. Nobody but uh, Le'Veon Bell, because he's really dumb, wants to go to the Jets. but. Uh, Russell Wilson wanted to go to the Giants and, uh, that, that was no secret that was out and people were talking about it. Like it was almost a done deal. Then he signs this massive contract with the Seahawks. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. I I wouldn't do it. I want to take you guys though, for just a little bit, because we've got a little bit of time here before we get into, um, what, what Nick Wright said that has eaten me up. Sorry. I got a little tickle in my throat. I'm drinking some uh, London Fog Latte Tea right now. That'll help. So give me just a second here. All right. I want to take you guys through uh, the delight.com. <laughs> I don't know. I have never heard of this website before, it, but it talks about the top 30 greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. And we're going to go through this because I just wanted you to see number 30, Phil Sims. All right, yeah, Phil Sims. I could see him being on this list. Everybody knew who he was. Twenty nine, Randall Cunningham. <clears throat> um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he was. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot of him. 
Um, <clears throat> but you know, he, he could be on that list probably. Number 28 is Troy Aikman. I, I couldn't believe, honestly, I couldn't believe that Troy Aikman was at 28. Uh, he seems a lot better than that to me. Uh, 27, Sid Luckman, an old, old, uh, weird looking dude. Ken Anderson, 26. Terry Bradshaw, number 25. Get this. Terry Bradshaw at 25. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Listen to what it says about him. Pittsburgh Steelers lifer Terry Bradshaw benefited greatly from being surrounded by Hall of Fame offensive skill players and one of the greatest defenses in history. He never led the league in passing yards or passer rating. And his career total for both of those stats won't blow you away. But... He never lost in the big games. He guided the Steelers to four Super Bowls and won every one of them. All right. Terry Bradshaw is, in my opinion, underrated. But again, I'm a Steelers fan. So um, you can say what you want. But number 24, Bradshaw comes in at 25. Number 24 is Tony Romo on this, the delight list. Uh, I'm not going to read you what they say. I'm just trying to get through this list. Number 23, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is way too low, I think. Number 22, Warren Moon. Warren Moon is above Jim Kelly. Do you think that's right? I don't. Number <clears throat> number 21, Sonny Jurgensen. Number 20, Donovan McNabb. Why is Donovan McNabb? They and, Listen, this is what the first line says of Donovan McNabb on here severely overlooked because he never won the big game. Eagles legend Donovan McNabb is one of only four quarterbacks in NFL history to collect 30,000 passing yards, 200 passing touchdowns, 3,000 rushing yards, and 20 rushing touchdowns, and all of them are on this list. But they have him at number 20 above Terry Bradshaw, who won four Super Bowls. Number 19, Roger Staubach, yes, uh, number 18, Kurt Warner. Yeah, he might be in the middle somewhere like that. Uh, 17, Sammy Baugh. Number 16, Fran Tarkenton. Number 15, John the Snake Elway. I didn't, I just made that up. His nickname isn't the Snake, but John Elway. Number 14, Johnny Unitas. Number 13, Bart Starr. Number 12, Philip Rivers. Number 11, Russell Wilson. Here's the question that I want to pose to you guys that uh, I was just discussing with my son before. Can you guys hear the baby crying? Now you can. Okay. I was just discussing with my son before I started recording that uh, I think Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback. I really do. I, I Who do you think is better, Russell Wilson or Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers hasn't won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson has. He's been to two Super Bowls. Uh, who do you think is better, Philip Rivers or Russell Wilson? I I, I want to hear your responses to that. I would take Philip Rivers if it was me. Number ten, Big Ben. Yes, Big Ben. Um, he is a stud. There's just no doubt about it. Big Ben is a stud. Number nine, Otto Graham. Number eight, Brett Favre. I'm just kidding. Brett Favre uh, is number eight. See, I feel like he's too low, too. I, I feel like he's better than number eight. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, then Joe Montana, number seven. Number six, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Steve Young. Steve Young at number five. Number four, Dan the Man Marino. Yeah, that's probably good. 
Number three, Peyton Manning. Number two, this is what I don't get. I mean, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I am just that dumb and I'm missing it. But number two is Drew Brees. Is he better than Peyton Manning? Is he better than uh, Brett Favre? Is he better than Joe Montana? Is he better than Dan Marino? Is Drew Brees better than these guys? I don't know. I don't know. I I would say no. I, I like these other guys more than Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, don't get me wrong, he's great. I think he belongs in the top five all time. I would not put him at number two. Uh, who I would put there, I don't know. I'd have to do some more thought process through that before I would put somebody at number two. If we're looking strictly at Super Bowls, I think you've got to go with Joe Montana. But then that would mean Terry Bradshaw would be number three, which I don't think he was, but or is. Um, but you know, I Drew Brees at number two that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, maybe he is. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I've never been wrong before. This could be the first time. And number one, you guessed it, Case Keenum. No, I'm just kidding. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is number one, like you all thought he would be. Everybody knew when you click on this list who's going to be number one. So that's the top 30 of all time quarterbacks. So let me let me ask, do you guys think that Russell Wilson is number 11, the 11th best quarterback of all time? Do you believe that <clears throat> title belongs to Russell Wilson? Hang on a second. got to take a drink again. Uh, okay, so Russell Wilson, he's ranked number 11 all time. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that's too high, too low? Give me your thoughts on Russell Wilson. Am I just not seeing something? Am I uh, somehow missing his greatness? I mean, I think he's good. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, you know, if he was, if he played for the Steelers, I just because of my bias, I would probably like him more. But I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. All right. Now, switching gears. We're going to go to the NBA playoffs real quick. I'm going to leave the NHL stuff alone for now. I don't feel confident in the Avalanche enough to talk about it. I haven't watched all the other games or really even kept up with them besides Tampa Bay. Oh, and by the way, did you guys see that in the group that I posted in the Facebook group about Alex Ovechkin knocking out that rookie? Man alive, was that awesome. I didn't know uh, Ovechkin could fight, and it didn't really even look like he could even after he knocked the guy out. But man alive, he rocked that guy, didn't he? Knocked him out cold. That was cool. That's what's cool about hockey still. And I saw that one guy from, uh, what was it, the Huffington Post or uh, New York Times or one of those stupid places put out a put out a, a an article saying that it's brutish and and hockey's brutish and, and it's just an old fashioned thing. They shouldn't be fighting like that anymore. And, um, I think he's totally wrong. I think that brings a charm to hockey and it brings fans in. I mean, how many times do people watch hockey just to see some fights? Even my 85 year old mom watches hockey to just see the fights. She wants to see the fights. Granted, there aren't as many now as there used to be, but there are still some fights in hockey so uh that was a side note but we're not going to get into the nhl playoffs right now i think it'd be best to have a guest on and talk about the nhl playoffs with them so here's my problem now switching gears let me say this this 
uh, portion of the program is brought to you by Cody's Window Washing. Yes, that's right. We take care of all your window washing needs. Contact Cody's Window Washing via Facebook or call, text, or email. At your earliest convenience, book him now while the schedule is clear. All right. Anyways, we're talking NBA playoffs now. Now, most of you guys probably know Nick Wright. I am not familiar with Nick Wright before his, I mean, uh, outside of his first things first um, TV show with uh, Chris Carter. Okay, that's the only thing I know about Nick Wright. I'm not caught up on him. I don't know anything else about him. Frankly, I don't care to know anything else about him. Uh, Nick Wright made this absolutely dumb and stupid tweet the other day. So everyone knows that the Nuggets lost to the Spurs in game one. It was a bad game. They shot terribly. Uh, the Nuggets looked tired. They looked scared. They looked nervous. And you know a Greg Popovich team is going to be prepared for the playoffs, no matter if they're talented or not. I don't think they are. They have DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and then a bunch of nobodies on their team. That they took it to the Nuggets. I'll give them that. They took it to the Nuggets. Now, I kept seeing experts predict that the Nuggets were going to lose to the Spurs in round one, and I couldn't believe it. I, I was thinking, no way. These people are so stupid if they actually think that the Nuggets are going to lose to the Spurs. But they almost, they. I mean, after that first game, it was. it looked like it really could happen that way. Well, after that first game, Nick Wright, the official Nick Wright on Twitter, since uh, at get Nick Wright writes this, the Nuggets are exactly what so many of us said they were, a pretend contender with a pretend superstar. Good luck next year, fellas. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, a pretend contender. The Nuggets were tied for first place in the Western Conference almost the entire season. They finished in second place only because, and Mike Malone should not have won Coach of the Year. I, I take that back. As I said, he should. He should not have because he said this. He said such a dumb thing about the Nuggets. He said, I don't care if we finish... First or fourth place in the West, one, two, three, or four. And he played the end dumb. You don't do that. You say, let's go for first, guys. Let's make a statement. Let's win out. And you could see it in the players. They kind of just backed off and let down everyone but Jokic, really, and Plumley, because Plumley goes 150 miles an hour every single game. But all the other players, they just weren't in it. They looked bad. Uh, Millsap played well, I guess, and uh, Beasley did okay off the bench. But that was a dumb thing, I think, that Malone said. You don't first or fourth. Okay. He said somewhere in there, first or fourth. Um, and and we'll settle for that. We're not gonna try to win first place in the West. That was a bad mistake. But <clears throat> back to Nick Wright. The Nuggets aren't a pretend contender. A pretend contender doesn't finish in first or second place. In their conference, in a, in a such a tight conference, too. Look at the look at the competition in the West. You've got Golden State, they're awesome. You've got uh, Portland, they're awesome. You've got Houston, they're awesome. You've got the Jazz, they're awesome. You've got the Nuggets, they're awesome. All these teams are good. The Spurs are decent. 
Okay. The Clippers are decent. Um, the Thunder are, they're pretty good. So you've got all these teams in the West that are so good. And the Nuggets finished in second place, were tied for first and in first place some of the season. They're not a pretend contender. Now, that was a stupid thing. But then he said, with a pretend superstar. Who's he talking about? Jokic? Is he talking about Jokic? Jokic is a stud. Like, you have to be uh, and blind and mentally retarded to not think that uh, Jokic is is a stud. Like, you can't be a rational thinking person and and think that Jokic is a pretend superstar. Jokic had a triple-double in that game that they lost. In his first playoff game, Jokic had a triple-double. That's huge. And all season long, he's carried the Nuggets. Game in, game out, the thing you can count on is Jokic putting up numbers. He is not a pretend superstar. In fact, most of us Nuggets fans, we would say that Jokic is highly underrated. That he's one of the best in the league. I truly believe that. And uh, I think he can take it to anybody. And he can dominate the game in so many different ways. Jokic is unbelievable. Popovich himself said, Jokic, he said he's not fast. He can't jump and he doesn't look athletic. But before you know it, you look up and he's dropped 24 points on you. Or he's got a triple double. What do you do with Jokic? How do you guard him? He's not a pretend superstar. Jokic is great. And he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Well, needless to say that Nick Wright got blown up on Twitter after that. Well, I say blown up. He only had 94 comments. It's not like it's that. Well, maybe, maybe not. Okay, I could be wrong on that because that looks like it's his retweet there. I don't know how many comments he had, but it looked... Like he got blown up on Twitter. People were saying, man, obviously you're not watching the Nuggets, the same Nuggets we're watching. Jokic is a stud. You have to be stupid to say something like that. Then the Nuggets come back and win game two. I shut the game off. They were, what, 17 points down, something like that, 15 points down. I didn't want to watch it anymore. I was thinking this is bad. Uh, I don't want to watch it. And then they came back and won. (laughs) They came back and won. So, uh. Yeah, I was excited after I saw that. Murray had 21 points in the fourth quarter, and that was after he only had three points. I knew something like this was coming for for Jamal Murray, though, because he always breaks out of these slumps in this huge way. And they needed that that game one I was expecting to happen, but like in game four or five of this series. I was not expecting expecting it to happen in game one, which it did. I'm kind of glad now. Because it looks like the Nuggets are gaining some traction. It looks like they're getting that swagger back of being the best team in the West or the second best team in the West. It looks almost like that, and they need Jamal Murray. Now, I'll say this on a side note before we get back to Nick Wright here. Um, The experts were saying that Gary Harris and Barton are going to be the X factors for the Nuggets in this series with the Spurs. I disagreed then. I disagree now. Uh, I think, yes, we need Gary Harris to have a big series. Yes, we need Barton to stop taking stupid shots and wasting possessions because he, he, I love Barton. He's a good player. He's, um, he's athletic, but man, alive is that guy dumb. 
and he puts up some bad shots. But uh, I would prefer to see Beasley starting over him. Uh, and I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Let me know. But I would prefer to see Beasley starting over Barton in that uh, in that position. But they said that Barton and Harris were the X factors. I disagree then. I disagree now. Jamal Murray is the X factor for the Nuggets' victory over the Spurs. Now, in the next series, when the Nuggets make it past the Spurs, that could change. That could change. It could be somebody else. You know you get what you're going to get in Jokic. You know you're going to get triple-double numbers almost every night. Uh, Murray, as far as Murray goes, that's how far the Nuggets are going to go. He's going to take them to the next round, maybe to the Western Conference Finals. And um, with Boogie Cousins out, I don't know how long that's going to be. I didn't see anything on that. You never know what's going to happen in the West. So uh, I think Murray is the X factor in this series. Okay, back to Nick Wright. So after Nick Wright sends out that stupid pretend contender with a pretend superstar tweet, he... He retweets it, and he says this. After the Nuggets beat the Spurs, um, what was that, two nights ago? Last night? Whenever that was, last night. Nick Wright writes this. All of this still absolutely applies, but enormous credit to Jamal Murray for temporarily saving the Nuggets season last night. Okay. So Nick Wright must be one of those guys who thinks that uh, the Nuggets are just terrible or that uh, Harris and Barton are the X factors for them. No, listen, the Nuggets are better than the Spurs from top to bottom. They are more talented. They have more athleticism. They are better than the Spurs. And it's going to show they're going to beat the Spurs this, this series. If they don't. Then I'll come on here and say that I was wrong for the first time. But they're going to beat the Spurs this series. Now, temporarily saving the Nuggets season last night? Isn't every game now temporarily saving whosoever season it is? I, every single game now, that's a that's a throwaway statement. That's a dumb statement. He's trying to get people riled up, and it's working. It's working because everybody knows that the Nuggets are good. Everybody knows that Jamal Murray is good. Everybody knows that uh, Jokic is a superstar. Nick Wright is trying to cause controversy now, and it's working. It got me. Now, the Nuggets are going to beat the Spurs. I have a uh, good feeling about the direction that the Nuggets are in right now. With Murray playing at this level, if he can sustain this high level of play like he played in the fourth quarter, breaking out in that fourth quarter, the moment's not too big for him now. That's what's going to be cool is they've realized the Nuggets are young. Murray's 22 years old. Jokic is 24 years old. The Nuggets are young. They haven't been here before. They're here now and in a big way making this statement. He's Jokic isn't a pretend superstar. Just go over his stats. I mean, that's just an that's it's absolutely moronic to make that statement that he's a pretend superstar because everybody knows he's not. Everybody knows he's legitimately a superstar. The moment's not too big for the Nuggets anymore. They're going to start playing better. They're going to start making it harder on the Spurs. The Spurs are not talented enough to beat the Nuggets on uh, just sheer talent alone. They're not. Popovich is a great coach. Mike Malone's a great coach. 
I would take Popovich over Malone if I wanted a coach for my team for now. But with the moment being huge, that's where Popovich, I think, is so great. The moment being huge in the playoffs, Popovich is able to coach his team, a, a, a not very talented team. And I know, okay, don't pull the the millennial splaining on me and try to say, oh, well, they're very talented because they're all in the NBA. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Listen to what I'm saying. They're not talented enough to beat the Nuggets on sheer talent alone. The Nuggets have better NBA players than the Spurs do. LaMarcus Aldridge, okay. DeMar DeRozan, okay. But you see the difference between the Toronto Raptors with DeMar Rosen and the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. What's the difference? Kawhi Leonard is way better than DeMar DeRozan. That's the difference. Now, Popovich is so great of a coach that he is able to coach a and a not very talented Spurs team to a victory on the road in one of the toughest places to play in the NBA because of the crowd and the altitude in Denver. And they won the first game. That's big for him. And Popovich is able to do it. Kudos to him. But don't count the Nuggets out. They're not pretend. They're for real. They'll be here now, and next year they're even going to be better. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be back, hopefully healthy from his injury. Just wait. Just wait to watch them in the future. They're young, they're awesome, and they're for real. All right, that's where I'm wrapping up tonight, guys. I'm going to edit this, get it out quick, and then I'm going to watch the Avalanche hopefully beat the Flames again. The Avalanche are kind of fun this year. Because Nathan McKinnon is unbelievable. He's an X factor. He's a game changer. The other team, he's so good that the other team has to make plans. How are we going to stop Nathan McKinnon? Because he's so good. And when McKinnon's on fire like he has been, no one's going to beat him. All right, that's it, guys. Uh, We love sports, play sports, we watch sports, root for our favorite teams. But in the end, no matter the outcome, win or lose, God still reigns.